Hello and good morning to you, compliments of the season. I hope you did enjoy your Christmas day yesterday. I did. I had a good, phenomenal time in church, fellowshipping with the brethren and eating some food as well. So it was amazing. And I hope you did the same thing with family. And uh, so I trust everyone is doing well. This morning, I was just going to send out the audio from yesterday's message. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what happened to the technical people. Um, the file is corrupted. So um, if you can, please, if you want to get the whole message in one sitting, I encourage you to uh, watch the video. I have already sent out the link uh, to the video. And so, nothing to worry about. What I'm going to do is to take a few days, and actually it's better, take a few days and break the same message in smaller portions, in very smaller portions. That's what I would do. And I'm going to begin this morning. So, it was a message for about an hour or 20 minutes or so. And so, what I would do is to break it down in smaller portions. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, most glorious Father, we thank you. We bless you for you have made us your sons, given us the power and authority to walk on earth as your sons. Thank you for making us your living expression. Thank you for clothing us with your everlasting righteousness. Thank you for your love that will never shift, will never change. Thank you for blessing us eternally. Thank you for opening doors for us. Thank you for anointing us. Thank you for filling us with the fullness of yourself and thank you for opening our eyes to see the reality of who we really are daddy we bless your name this morning indeed you deserve all our praise and all our worship is to you holy father thank you for my brothers and my sisters as we fellowship together in light that none of us will fall short all of us will live to manifest the fullness of all the glories that you've anointed us with in us, men will see your kindness, they will see your wisdom, they will see your power, they will see your miracles, they will see who you really are. We give you praise and we give you glory. And this morning, everyone who prayed as a son of God this morning will join their voice with mine and will say a loud amen and amen. So we have decreed it is and so it is. Beloved brothers and sisters, um, if you go back and carefully check where we are, you will see that the scripture is being more opened. And yesterday I explained a few things line by line. What exactly did Jesus say? What exactly did Jesus say? Why have we not really gotten what Jesus said? Now, I also told a story. I promised I was going to tell the story of a meeting I had with my mentor, my, my pastor, who a man who had pastored me for a while. Uh, he is also the one who ordained me into ministry. And uh, when you have a shift in understanding or a shift in doctrinal persuasion, no matter how convincing it is, it is also good to run it by those who we consider elders. Now, not because I doubt what I'm saying, not because it's not in the scripture, you know, but just it's, it acts, it adds to it. So what I did was I called him up and I said, uh, Pastor, first of all, of course, I announced to him that um, uh, at the end of this year, uh, beginning yesterday officially, that I was, um, you know, stepping away from 
doing functioning as the pastor of a local church and of course he saw that coming everybody everybody who knows me or who truly 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 saw through my ministry will know i will get to this point there's no doubt but when i mentioned a shift in doctrinal persuasion he was so concerned i know how busy he is but he called me and we spent about four hours on the phone brothers and sisters you know god is perfect in the way he operates things and uh, i've known uh pastor for at least if i'm not mistaken maybe like 15 years now and he's an eloquent speaker and um, he's a masterful storyteller uh, you know and he has told i i can retell most of his stories because i've i've been with him read his books you know pastored me and stuff like that so and so here's what happened and i began to tell him what my what i'm saying now which uh, god had opened our eyes to see in the scriptures is very simple but you know it holds answers to many of the questions that has been asked many of the areas that religion could not explain this simple doctrinal persuasion has an explanation for all of them so and we began to talk brothers and sisters is what it was in the midst of that he said to me say pastor cj i remember something i remember something and i have to tell you this story and when he told me that story i'm going to tell you the story now what it meant is that this message god had preached it to him in a real life experience god had preached it to him in a real life experience what are we saying now what we're saying is truth that every man is a son of god no matter who that man is that before a man became a Muslim, became a Christian, became whatever you called him, that man came from God. That man is a seed that came from God. What conditions him is where he was born. If he was born, for example, in the northern part of Nigeria, that son of God now becomes a Muslim and starts to behave like a Muslim. If he was born into a Jewish territory, that son of God becomes a Jew and begins to to behave like a jew sir don't you read the scripture where paul says in christ there's no no longer there's no longer jew nor gentile now now that is very important so we said which is what the scripture teaches that redemption is not converting one man from one religion to another redemption is actually waking every man up from whatever religious persuasion they have for them to realize their original original identity which is that they are sons of god and for that jesus himself came as a son of god not did not identify with any of the religions he came as a son of god to open up our eyes to show us that we are sons of of God. It's as simple as that. Jesus, the man we call Jesus Christ, was or still is an embodiment of a message. What is that message? We are sons of God. Embodiment means that he became the message. That is why the Bible says, and the word became flesh. The word became a human being and dwell so that we can see him as he is that is the message of the cross and we say if the man from afghanistan realizes that he's a son of god and me from nigeria realizes that i'm a son of god that makes us children of the same father his name might sound different from mine 
His hair might look different from mine. His language might look different from mine. But we all are sons of God. That what God has given you and I is a message of reconciliation to the whole world. The Bible said that God, so to speak, was in Christ reconciling humanity back to himself. We've got to take the message of reconciliation back to everyone, back to all nations to tell them, hey, before you became, before you become an atheist who said there's no God, that is environmental conditioning. It's your environment that conditioned you to say that there's no God. But actually, before you became an atheist, you were first a son of God. Before you became a native doctor, I was joking with them in church yesterday. I said, if nobody say we come out township, if not that we came out and live in Abuja, some of you will be native doctors by now because probably that's what is predominant in your environment. So what am I saying? Now, those who will dispute, those who... Uh, we lack understanding. We now say, oh, are you not saying everybody saved? Are you not preaching one world religion? Are you not saying this? Well, and these are the conversations I had with uh, with uh, uh, Pastor Sam. Those are people who want to distort what we are saying. Remember I told you, all men fell into death. They have to be redeemed. And what is that redemption? That a man acknowledges that he's not a son of man, even though he was born by man. He is a son of God. He came from heaven. That wherever he came out from is the same thing like Jesus coming out of Nazareth. But he was not from Nazareth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So now, so the what death means is that man lost his identity. And to raise that man up to life is to restore him to his full identity. And he realizes. And what is faith? When a son of man comes to faith that he's a son of God. When a son of man comes to the revelation and believes that he's a son of God, that man has come to faith because, don't forget, that sonship is not by natural birth, right? So it's by faith for me to say, I am a son of God. And if you go look at John clearly, look at the book of John clearly, he said, talking about Christ now and who we are in him, he said, we are no longer born by the will of man nor the flesh, but we are born by the will of God. Amen and amen. So, my pastor began to tell me this story. And he said that years ago, when he traveled to the U.S., his family was back, left here in southwest Nigeria. I think in Lauren. I think I think it's in Lauren. I think so. So he was in the U.S. And he said, you know, if you remember those days, there were no telephone everywhere. And so he said that he will call a certain woman's house and the his wife and the children we go to that place to receive the call i mean i'm familiar with this we used to do this in those days so you know so she, he will call there and then the family will go there to receive the phone call so after a while he came back to nigeria and went to meet this family where the wife and the children were receiving the call and he said when he saw the woman in the first place he began to wonder how this woman even had a telephone in her house because everything looked bleak black poor broke right like that like the only thing that looks like something in that house is that telephone and he was even wondering like how in the world did this woman get this telephone you know so because of how you know the it looks like a hopeless situation poor broke misery and everything and she had a daughter so two of them were just scratching to survive you know so and so pastor said in that in the midst of that conversation the woman said to him actually that she had this daughter of hers in Chicago. 
And Pastor said, well, I don't know how to explain it to you, that, that it had to take something else for, her, for him to believe that this woman had ever gone to the airport, let alone going to Chicago, let alone having a daughter. This daughter who is scratching the surface of the earth to survive here, right, was born in Chicago. Like, that's not true, right? But for some reason, he knew, he felt like, okay, this woman is not going to lie to me or whatever. So he said, are you sure? The woman said, I'm sure. Are you sure that this girl was born in Chicago? The woman said, yes, I'm sure. Said, okay. And pastor said, say, I took it upon myself and took the lady, the young lady to um, the Nigerian embassy, uh, sorry, the U.S. embassy in Lagos. And they made an appointment uh, at the citizen center and went there and presented this lady, this young lady, presented her name, her full name as it was. And they said, okay, they will look into it. And pastor said that three weeks after that invitation, the United States of America issued this young lady an American passport confirming that she is a U.S. citizen. Now, listen to me carefully. This story I told you now is the gospel preached to him in an experience. Think about it. This young lady was born somewhere else. But she finds herself living somewhere else in a complete different identity, unaware of where she came from. Where she's living defined her, all her imaginations, all her thoughts, all her aspirations, all her prayers, everything she is, everything she thinks, the way she views herself is limited by where she lives in Elonin, never ever knowing she was born in Chicago. And so... Think about it. Everything she had wanted and planned for her life is limited based on her physical environment. But she's not from there. She wasn't from there. She just happened to be there. She wasn't from there. She came from Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. What was the mission of Pastor Sam in this place? His mission is like my mission and your mission today. To go and announce to humanity where they, where they are really born from. Their origin. To announce to them their origin. Remember, when this origin was confirmed, this young lady did not have to beg. She did not have to plead. She did not have to fast. Giving her her passport became a right. She didn't have to even apply to beg or to cry to get it. No, once they confirmed her identity, what was hers was given to her. Now she has a different right. Of course, you know the rest of the story. She left, you know, back to Chicago and stuff like that. And you can see that that trip changes her life, changes the life of the family, that her pain and her misery where she was, was not really because of village people or because of what she did and what she did not. It was because she lost her identity. Ladies and gentlemen, this story of this young lady that was preached to pastor by God himself, literally, is the story of my life and the story of your life and the story of humanity. That the idea of God you have today came from where you were born. Whether you may have left from one, you may have left one denomination to another, right? But the central core of the idea you have about God came from where you were born into. Now, listen to me carefully. And so, now, this will take me to, so what did Jesus actually say? John chapter 3, what did Jesus actually say to Nicodemus? Because, because Nicodemus represents all of us. 
cultured, religious, you know, have an idea of God, right? But what did Jesus actually say to Nicodemus? If you go back again and read that scripture, I will tie it up with the story I just told you now. And so, now, before I read, you know, I started to tell Pastor Sam, see, you see how God works. I have known you for more than 15 years, never heard you tell the story for once. Right now, I told him, I said, did you see that this story is God playing out what our mission, my mission, your mission is, and everybody's mission is that you are that messenger, that prophet who came and restored this girl's identity. Once you restore her identity, her life, all her life, everything about her life changed immediately. Her dreams changes the way she sees herself changes, her imagination changes, perhaps in her poverty and her misery, she was just begging, just waiting for one man who would just come and take her, marry her and take her out of poverty. Now she has a different light. Now she has a different, uh, 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 you know, aspiration. Now the world is open to her. An American passport gives you access to more than 120 something countries, if I'm not mistaken. Think about that. Now, don't forget, by the by the order of her birth, she was already entitled to distance. What was the missing point? She was never aware of where she came from. She thought she was all her life is a learning, but right now she knows she comes from Chicago, somewhere else completely different. That's the story of her life, friends. So that's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, John chapter 3, verse number 3, I will take it one step at a time. Jesus said to Nicodemus, John chapter 3, verse number 3, Nicodemus listened to this eternal truth. Again, I want to emphasize this truth is amen and amen. It cannot change. There's nothing that will change it. There's no situation. This truth is final, final truth. That's why Jesus called the TPT called it eternal truth. The other translations will say that Jesus said, verily, verily. The other translation says, as surely, as surely. In the Hebrew context, we will say, amen, amen. What is that truth? Listen to me carefully. Before a person, me, you, anyone, can even perceive God's kingdom. Before you can perceive, this perceive here is understanding. For you to even see this kingdom. For you to perceive, for you to have an idea of what I'm talking about. You know, in other words, what Jesus is saying, for you to really understand my message about this kingdom. First, you must experience a rebirth. You must experience a rebirth. And I have explained this over and over and over again. What Jesus said in the Aramaic is you must be born from your origin. You must be born from your origin. That's what Jesus said. Now, if you tie it back to the story I told you, that means for you to understand your life, like that lady now, for you to understand your life, for you to understand who you are, for you to really see clearly, you must first live in London and go back to Chicago first. That's why it's born again. You have to be born again back to the origin, back to the beginning. Listen to me carefully. Why is that important? Because you cannot understand this kingdom, neither can you can you understand the message of Jesus from where you are, from where you are? You cannot. And that is why the majority of us miss the message of Jesus because we are reading it from our own religion. If you are a Christian, you read it from your own religion. Oh, inside Christianity, if you are a, a Catholic, you read it from Catholic. 
If you are born from in assemblies of God, you read it from assemblies of God. If you were born from uh, the apostolic church, the apostolic church, you read it from the apostolic church. If you are born from true apostolic church, right, which is another version of apostolic church, you read. So you cannot understand Jesus's message until you come out from your circle, until you come out from your environment. Until you come out from where you have been conditioned to. When you come out from there and go back to your origin, now you can see your life the way God sees your life. You can see humanity the way God sees humanity. Now, the message of Jesus will make sense to you. And that's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, listen to me very carefully. Oh, I know some of these things I say will challenge a lot of people. It might offend a lot of people, but there's no problem. Truth remains truth no matter how long he says. There's no place in the Bible where he says that a man is born again because that man came, came out in front of the church or in front of people and said, okay, I'm a sinner, please forgive me. Jesus, I give you my life. No, Jesus says to be born again is that a man goes back to his origin because it is in his origin that that man can see himself the way God sees him. That means you will see yourself beyond your physical limitation, beyond your cultural limitation, beyond everything life has done to you. That is the truth. When you get back to your origin, where you are, what are we at our origin? We are sons of God. That's why I told you before you became an Assemblies of God member, a Pentecostal, Pentecostal, whatever it is, Jew, Gentile, Muslim, Hindu, every man were first sons of God. Redemption is to bring us back to our original identity. At that identity, we cannot look and understand the message of Yeshua, Jesus, whom we call Jesus. This, it is as simple as that. It is as simple as that. And that is what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus. Now, I'm going to stop here, but let me just throw this one in and I'll continue from there tomorrow. Think about it, beloved. To make, to make certain, to make certain that this interpretation is correct. Nicodemus said to Jesus, a rebirth, born again. How can an old man like me go back into my mother's womb to be born again? Jesus said, okay, let me explain it to you further. I speak again an eternal truth. He said, unless you are born of water and spirit, you will never enter. That means you will never experience God's kingdom, except except this lady left uh, a Lauren and went back to Chicago. She could never enjoy America. It's as simple as that. It took a messenger that came to help her restore her identity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've said this before. Listen to what Jesus said. Unless a man is born, unless you are born of water and spirit, this is the way Bible ought to be interpreted. If we go by the law of first mention, when you see a phrase, a word in the scripture, the way to have a better understanding is to refer that word to the first place it was mentioned in the scriptures. And that's what we call the law of first mention. Jesus mentioned a combination of water and spirit here. If we follow the law of first mention, where in the Bible did we first see a combination of water and spirit? Where? It is in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. And if you are listening to that message, I told you that the entire Bible is summarized in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 3. 
Every other thing is explanation of Genesis chapter 1, 1 and 3. It's like you write a business proposal. On top of it, you write the first few paragraphs that we call it executive summary. An opening. That executive summary is supposed to summarize that business plan, maybe 20 pages. But that executive summary is supposed to summarize what the whole thing is all about. So, Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 is a summary of the entire Bible. And so, what Jesus said to Nicodemus is that you have to go back to your origin. What were you from the beginning? Who were you? Before you became a Jew or a Gentile, a black or white, before you became a male or female, who were you before? That is what it means that a man is born again. When that man gets to that place, he can begin to see himself in the Father, right? And then and then the message of the kingdom becomes clearly. Otherwise, what we continue to do is this. We take God, we put him inside the box where we were born. We expand that box a little bit and we convince ourselves that except we bring every other person in and feed them into this a small box, they are not doing it well. They are not serving God well. Perhaps we will realize that all of us, the Jew Gentile, all of us need to come in outside of our box because the truth about God is waiting for us outside our box where all of us come together in one family as sons of God. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Pardon me if I spoke a little faster this morning. I was trying to beat the time to see as much as I can get out. I will come back tomorrow and continue from here so that, remember what I'm doing as we end the year, I'm trying to summarize the message in one message. The message, that means our message. I'm trying to summarize it in one message. That's what I tried to do last uh, yesterday. Uh, but now I'm going to do it like three, four or five messages so that this message, when you listen to this message, the whole message should be clear to you. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Please continue to enjoy your holidays. Don't forget me. Send me some rice or some fish or something so that I will enjoy with you. All right. Okay, guys, please. I'm signing off here now. Don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.